Kia ora and welcome to With Rifle and Pack. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, today we're here to talk about something a little bit different. Um, you may have been reading some of the Beatrix Vieta stories about time travel and we're sort of sticking in this sort of theme, aren't we, uh, for today's podcast um, because we're talking about ways of time travelling and one of them is in playing uh, computer games that are either historical or sort of vaguely fantasy historical that allow you to time travel to another place. Um, one we've been doing a lot over Christmas is Assassin's Creed Unity. I'm also playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, and we thought we'd talk today about the the whole Assassin's Creed uh, series of games, as well as the experience of being out of time travel and how um, realistic an experience is that. Do you get a sense of the time? So um, Tony's here with me, and you've the, you're the main one who's been playing Unity this Christmas, aren't you? Yes, I mean, I'm not the only one who's been playing games, but yes, indeed. Uh, it's interesting you talked about the computer games, because it's just, I mean, board games can do the same sort of job in a way. You can experience what it's like to make decisions and the generals would have taken. But there's something quite um, new, I think, about the, the, the new generation of, of, um, of games on computers and on PlayStations and the Xbox games. The, the quality of the games themselves is so much higher now. Mm. You know, the, the, the look and the scope is so much greater. Um, you were playing Black Flag yesterday and you were talking about the stitching on the leather on one of the jackets that someone was wearing. Yeah, we're, quite, ne- we're quite nerdy, aren't we, really? Because we spend a lot of time... Well, I think it's good because the game creators would prob- probably be pleased with our sort of gameplay. We spend a lot of time looking around, don't we? And one, one game we played over Christmas was Dragon Age. Uh, free, yeah. isn't it? Um, and we spent an awful lot of time looking at the um, the landscape and the, you know the, the the mosaics on the floor and the way the light comes through the window. We did the same in um, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, and even in Guild Wars. And you know we used to spend a lot of time looking around, and um, it is like being there. It's as good as being there, but unlike watching a film, you can actually interact with characters, with your environment. Yeah, the Dragon Age Inquisition is obviously a, a fantasy game. Um, it's got dragons in it for a start, but a lot of medieval stuff is in there, the weapons and all of the armour, although it's extreme, and there's, I don't think you necessarily get a, a feel for history as such, but again, you get relationships in that one, and you make decisions. So I think that the, the game, games themselves are, are not mindless um, ways of just passing time. They've evolved into a lot more than that, and you can interact with them. And the open world games... Particularly, we're going to focus on Assassin's Creed, but we've got up the upcoming 1886, mm. which is one that I can't wait to play. And even the announcement that Assassin's Creed's next game is going to be based in London in the 19th century, which is, for me, a fantastic thing. Um, I think the games have become a little bit more adult, and you can play them just to finish them, like Chris does. Or you can play them like we do, to experience everything. I look at what shops are selling, I... You know, I look at the markets, I listen to people's conversations, I look at the stained glass windows. You know, I, I really try and, and particularly we've got a, a 7.1 surround headset. So when you've got that on and the room is dark and you're watching it, you really do feel quite like you're there. You hear all the sort of seagulls. And it's very immersive, isn't it? It's very, very immersive. And it's not just about killing and battles and, and there's some some of that in there, but there's also a lot of puzzle solving and... And a general exploration of the of the place, isn't there? Well, you spent a lot of time in in uh, Havana, didn't you? Mm. Um, just collecting 
um, chests and, and maps yeah, and things. Running along the rooftops and, and, and wandering just, through the streets. And... Just enjoying it, seeing some of the sights, you know. Now, obviously, Assassin's Creed and the, the whole range of games are games. They're not meant to be historical documents, I don't think. Um, so they, they will take... I'm surprised, Sure, they will change some things that don't quite fit into gameplay. Well, I suppose, like any historical novel, uh, an historical novel isn't um, a textbook. No. Um, and we know of authors who've changed it. I don't particularly like that myself. I don't like knowing when they've changed dates of battles or certain things to fit in with the story. I, I prefer the historical facts to be accurate. Um, but it, and it's the same sort of thing, isn't it, where you immerse yourself in the world and, you know, it's about experiencing rather than necessarily learning. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, that, that's right. There, there, there is a lot of there are a lot of ropes between buildings, for yeah, example, for you to yeah. run across. Now, I'm not sure how prevalent they lines, were, or how strong the washing uh, lines washing were. lines can take a, a fully grown man's <laughs> weight. But you know, and, and the tiles never are never loose. You yeah. never trip on them. But that's being silly because what's the point in playing a game? You mm. never play a game, break your leg in the first minute, and then you spend <laughs> the rest of the game in. In plaster, that might be realistic, but it's not a lot of fun. And people who enjoy that kind of reality, I think, need to get, you know, get themselves sorted out a little bit. But having said that, um, this Unity, the, the, the one that I've been playing, the latest one, got a lot of stick when it came out. Um, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of it seemed to be quite unfair because I didn't find a problem with it. It didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't break for me at all. It had no, it just played like any other game. It, it, there was no problem at all, and yet there were people frothing at the mouth about how it was broken. It seems to be their favourite phrase. We don't know whether some of it was maybe on another platform or online. Yeah, or who knows? But certainly, but it, ours was okay. It certainly yeah. hasn't been a problem. I can only speak as I've found it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the the whole Assassin's Creed program? You know, what what, what what's it about? Well, the, the sort of backstory is, is quite it's fairly I'm not loose, but it's it's. Um, you know, the good guys and the bad guys. The assassins, in this case, are the, the good guys, sort of. And the Templars are the, the, the baddies. They're and quite popular at the moment, aren't they, the Templars? They get a lot of... Well, yeah, this one, they're kind of weird. They're, they're sort of looking for world domination, it seems. But <laughs> not... <laughs> yeah, there's always that going on. But they're not the sort of big chair, white cat-stroking baddies. I mean, they're, they're looking at trying to bring order to the world, and the assassins are more into kind of freedom of action, I suppose. It's a bit loose. Um, the original Assassin's Creed games had quite a lot of modern-day stuff. It was all based on um, an animus system, like a machine that could dig into DNA and rebuild the past through someone's DNA. And there was a lot of modern uh, interaction, which I don't think... I never found very interesting, and I'm not sure lots of other people did particularly. No, because they've, they've lessened they that. They've sort of phased that out, and it's got less and less and less as time's gone on. And there's very little in Unity, really. Mm. Um, a little bit more in Black Flag. Mm. But I always found that when you were playing, you couldn't wait to get through that, back to the period you were supposed to be in. Mm. Um, so you really, usually you play the part of an assassin. There's uh, the latest game, Assassin's Creed Rogue, I think, on the PS3. Um, was a different that that you played a Templar in that one, which is kind of an unusual spin. But normally you play an assassin, and um, in a particular period, the first one was based in the Holy Land, and that was a, an amazing game mm. at the time. You know, I used to love just wandering around the sites of old Jerusalem, and blending in with the crowd. Um, since then, different places have been visited: Renaissance, Fra uh, Italy. 
There were quite a few games set there, and they were very interesting. Went to Florence and Venice. Um, there was some. Fa- there was a, a fantastic one set in uh, North America, a particular favourite of mine, which was um, uh, introduced us to Connor and uh, the American Revolution, which was quite an interesting take. Um, Black Flag, of course, was a high point for me. I loved that when that came out on the PS4. And then Unity has, has come out as well, and that's been just as good. So I thoroughly enjoy them. Whether or not they're time travel, I don't know. I mean, this one is supposed to recreate, Unity recreates 18th century Paris. How well does it do that? Yeah, I mean, you've already mentioned that, you know, there's more washing lines and things you can run across. And I mean, it, how do you think it gives you a, a sense of the period? Yeah, I think it's very, it's very good. I mean, the the thing they tried to do here, which was quite impressive, was to fill Paris with people. Mm. Previous games had lots of people in them, but this one, you really do get the impression of crowds. I mean, real big crowds of people. You have to push your way through. And the city doesn't look sparse. It looks full of people, mm. full of life. And they're all individual, aren't they? They seem to be. I mean, obviously, there'd be individuals doubled up. I've seen a lot of one guy carrying a big cross... He seems to wander about a lot. There's a woman with a churn, like a milk churn or it something. It looks like she's got a rocket on her back, um, <laughs> the T-urn. Um, so there's all that. But, yeah, come on, it's, it's, they're doing brilliantly mm. here. And a lot of, the, a lot of the, the houses you can go into here, which you couldn't do before, and there are all sorts of things going on in the houses that are fun and interesting to look at. There are no horses, mm. which I thought was weird. No horses at all. No. And, and you commented on the dogs that all the dogs are the same. All the dogs are the same brand of dog. <laughs> they're they're all sort of like a grey. They're nice, but they're all exactly the same, which is unusual. Mm. Um, yeah, it, but again, it's a game, I suppose. It is odd having horses. I suppose having lots of horses would have just made the whole thing quite unwieldy. Yeah, in game terms, I don't know how easy it is to... to um make them look like they're walking properly and stuff. Well, and also, you know, if you're trying to... You couldn't travel on a horse through the city. I don't, I don't know. It's it, it's just one of those things I just picked up on. Mm. Um, but all the main sites are there, as far as I can see. Um, I, I watched the thing on YouTube which compared them to the originals. And sometimes they're slightly different. Like there'll be a statue of one person, and in reality it'll be someone else. Mm. But the statue will still be there. Mm. Or there'll be a clock... Um, and the clock will have slightly different look. So there are slight differences here and there, but um, certainly the the magnificence of Notre Dame is, is quite clear. You walk around that, and it's very impressive. And so that is different with Unity, isn't it? Because where I'm playing Black Flag at the moment, you can't really go into buildings unless you specifically have to go there to pick something up. No, no. You've got um, courtyards and things, haven't you? Yeah. But not... the shop, a lot of the house fronts are just... You can't you can't open doors and things, but you no. can more here. Can't Lots you? of open too. windows, doors, and cut throughs, and mm. you get the feeling that it's really very much more open open world. Mm. Having said that, of course, you're finding with Black Flag that it's extremely open, isn't it? You can pretty much go everywhere, can't you? Everywhere you can see from the viewpoints. Mm. So it's quite good. Um, so tell me a little bit about the about Paris itself, because you go to Paris and Versailles, don't you, I think? In you start off at Unity. Versailles, I think, and then there's a little bit at Versailles. Mostly you're in the centre of Paris, really. Does it, I mean, do you think it looks authentic as such? Does it give you, does it give you a feel of being there? Is it like time travel? Well, have, obviously, having never lived in 18th century Paris, we, we have to sort of do the best we can. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much fits my impression of Paris in that period. I mean, you don't get the smells. 
no, Paris was that. was a very uh, allegedly an incredibly stinky city, mm. uh, as most cities were. Obviously, you don't get that, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I do. You get the, the side of richer areas. You get slightly wider boulevards, and in the areas of rural poverty and, and sort of slum living. Um, on the outskirts, it's much more countrified. Uh, you get the the busyness of the um, of the Ile de France, you know, the central areas. Yeah, I, I've got to say, and, and oddly, the thing that stood out for me most was the, the shape of the roofs. Pa- mm. Paris, had the, the roofs are very odd shape. They're not sort of just triangular kind of roofs. They're, they're built in a very odd way, very French. Well, when you see it, you know it. Yeah. And, they, and it's got that, which I really appreciate. I thought that was, that was quite good. So, yeah, I'd have to say yes. And there, there are disturbances on the streets. There are flag burnings. There are crowds cheering. There's a general sense that something big is happening, with you know, the revolution. And I got that from it very, very clearly. What about in terms of the, the, the storyline of the game? I mean, are, are the, the, the quests that you do, I mean, do you follow historical storylines? Well, you, you, you tend to meet, it, traditionally in these Assassin's Creed games, you tend to meet famous historical characters. Uh, George Washington was in one of them, and then I know that in the, in the Black Flag you'll meet some very famous pirates. Mm. Um, Leonardo da Vinci was in some, one of the earlier ones. This one, of course, has Napoleon in it, which is kind of unusual. Um, Napoleon... I wouldn't be wouldn't be a character I would put very wouldn't be put, someone I put front and center for the revolution. Mm. Not this early on. It's, it seems it seems quite important straight away. But you know who knows? Um, you meet loads of other people. You know um, all the major figures you'd ever read about in the revolution are in it. They're slightly better looking, often. Um, but they're there, and uh, you can meet them. And there's a series of quests called Paris Tales which I really enjoy, and then they're to do with specific Parisian events and, and people. Um, you help uh, find missing pieces of the first guillotine. You help Madame Tussaud track down some missing wax heads. There are all sorts of things like that, which are really, you, you help de- um, decode the um, Rosetta Stone. All sorts of things like this, which might be stretching the history and pushing it into one area, uh, like the Rosetta Stone, for example. But it, it all makes sense, and it all fits in with the fun aspect of it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't use it as a teaching tool in mm. school. Although it would give the kids a flavour. It would give a fantastic flavour. Yeah. We've talked about this before, haven't we, the balance between historical fact and, and, and flavour. Um, I mean, one series we've been watching um, was Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, which is a terrific series, lots of fun. Um, but in the final series, uh, Caesar plays a big role. And he's he's quite young, isn't he? And and I don't think he played that big a role in history. If anything, yeah. yeah. So they obviously brought him in to, as as a name figure. People like named figures, which is obviously one reason why Napoleon's in in this one. So one of the problem with name figures, of course, is that you know what happens. Yeah. So if Caesar comes into that, he can't die because no. you know he doesn't die. Then if Napoleon dies in the revolution, well, you know that doesn't happen. So it's sort of a, it's a trade off. Um, but they, they're very good. Those Paris Towers are very good. The main story is true to Assassin's Creed. It's about tracking down a Templar who's organising something terrible. And, and that's pretty much it. It's a very good story. Um, but really, for me, it's all the background stuff, all the little ancillary stories that I really enjoy. Mm. I think they're, they're really good fun. 
Now, one interesting thing about unity is obviously being said in France, you've got the language mm. issue. Now, I think the um, game manufacturers are Canadian, is yeah. that right? So yeah. there's obviously a sort of a French, slight French background, maybe. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, like a lot of people on the streets are speaking French, aren't they? I mean, Absolutely. The, yeah. the quests themselves aren't, they're in English when you talk to people. No, oddly, the, the quests are in English, obviously. With and, a French and, accent. No. No? Not always. Oh, some of them are Northern, no, very like, rarely, Northern in English. Fact. Yeah. But <laughs> all the bad guys in it are, are, are from the north of England. They're all talking about that. I'm going to rip your head off. Come here, citizen. And that's very, very strange. Yeah, it's very strange. They've all got this kind of northern accent. Um, but that's fine. Um, but when you save someone in the streets, they, they will thank you in French. And everyone, you, if you sit in the cafe, everyone around you will be speaking French. The same as you found in... in where Black are you? Flag. You're in um, Havana. Havana. Yeah. And of course, they're all speaking Spanish. Mm. Mm. And this is difficult because obviously one thing you said was it's quite nice to sit and listen to the conversation. Yeah. But obviously, for you know, if you, unless you speak French, it's well. I suppose that's my that's that's but. my fault for not speaking the, the language. Yeah. Hopefully, the London one yeah. will be better. I just hope they don't all sound like Dick Van Dyke, which would be a <laughs> bit of a, a downer. But but yeah, the, the languages are pretty good. They've got interesting things that there's there's newspapers on sale, um, and you can click on them and read some of the news reports of the time. There are um, ladies of the night. Mm. Um, quite a lot of dodgy goings on in some of the back streets as you walk past uh, generally the, the city does feel very alive I mean, obviously I've talked to quite a bit about unity but how are you finding it with, with Black Flag which is I think pretty much your first dipping your toe in the water of a, an Assassin's Creed game isn't it? Yeah I'm, I'm rel- relatively new to the Playstation games anyway um, I've mainly played um, like MMO com- computer games up until now. Um, but I had a go of Last of Us. That was my first real foray into PlayStation, wasn't it? Um, I did do some Skyrim a little while ago. And then Alien uh, I also Isolation. played uh, Alien Isolation, yeah. Uh, then I played Dragon Age, which I really enjoyed, which was like an MMO on, um, on the PlayStation. Uh, but yeah, this is my first Assassin's Creed, and it's a completely different experience, really. There's a lot more... Uh, the, the, the control of the game is interesting, all the leaping about and the parkour and the... Because um, uh, you said that's changed slightly with Unity, hasn't it, in terms of control of the character? Because it's very easy to run up a building when you're running along the street at the moment. Yeah, the, I, I get the feeling that Unity is much more fluid. It, mm. it felt easier. Mm. Um, you didn't have that horrible trying to chase someone and constantly run up a lamppost that you didn't particularly want to. Mm. I didn't get that. Yeah, I've had that a few times. But in terms of immersing myself in the world, I'm actually really, really enjoying it. It's there's something incredibly sort of free. I suppose it's the same as any like like the other MMO games or open world games I've played, where you just you can go out like on Dragon Age and just get on your horse and canter across the landscape for miles. It's lovely. But there's something free about having this character who's just marvellous. He's he's a great character, isn't he mm. himself, Edward and. Um, you know, he looks cool and, you know, he, he's fit as and <laughs> he's leaping over buildings and vaulting fences and, and you know, fighting. He's so cool. Every now and again when you're fighting, it goes into a, not a cut scene, but like a, a cinematic, doesn't mm. it, where he'll sort of slide in and cut someone's throat or something. But it just looks so cool. I'm upgrading weapons. I've now got my ship and I'm off in the ocean. And um, I don't know. There's just something 
incredibly adventurous and and liberating about it. They're almost old fashioned. It's almost like they're kind of. I feel like Errol Flynn. Yes, they're, they're, <laughs> they're like they're they're a bit like the old Hollywood adventure films. Mm. They're they've got a big cast. They're very glossy. They. So enjoyable. Swash and buckle. And, oh, there's, you know, there's plenty of that going on. Um, and I suppose in many ways, there's the same, would you say that some big historical films, are not, uh, Hollywood films, are not massively historical, but they're a fantastic um, way in Yeah, they're usually sort of, you know, 80 90% history. Sometimes you can pick up the odd anachronism, can't you? Oh, or yeah. the odd mistake where they've bent history. But, um, you know... I like to think that, like as a novelist, uh, I've read other historical novelists who've said, you know, that, that their, their aim first and foremost is to tell a good story. You know, they're not historians; they're not writing a historical encyclopedia. The story comes first, and I feel it's the same with the games. You know, I've, I've, I consider myself a historian. Um, we have I, a degree in history, so... Yeah, and, and archaeology. Uh, I, I, so I like my facts to be true, and I feel betrayed if, I find, if I've find if i loved something and then I find out that it wasn't true. I think that's disappointing. Mm. After saying that, I think it's the story comes first, and with the games, the adventure and the feel of it comes first, probably just above the historical fact. Well, as a, somebody who teaches history and is kind of immersed in it... Um, I, I entered history by playing games. Mm. You know, as a kid playing yeah. in the streets, you know, cowboys and Indians, and World War Two, you know, you're, all that. Yeah. And it's all the same thing. Your historical accuracy isn't essential to you. It's all about having fun. And then when you, you grow up, you then sort of try to see behind, the to gloss. find out mm. behind the gloss what's going on. And then your historical background grows. So I'd be happy for my students to be playing these games. Mm. And thinking, well, what do I get out of it? You know, they're learning something, they're getting a background flavour. Um, my parents are both in their seventies. They both like these games just to watch them. Yeah. You know, they're just like walking about because it's it's like you're travelling back in time for mm. them a little bit. Mm. So I, I, I'm very I'm, I'm very complimentary of the Assassin's Creed games, even though they do get a lot of stick. Um, I think they, they what they do they do very well. Um, and when you buy one, I think you know what you're going to get. Mm. I don't think there's any, there's, there's no real surprises. They tinker here and there. But, you know, to watch you, you know, when you, you first picked up the, the jackdaw, the ship, and that feeling, well, that's it. You can sail pretty much anywhere you want within that that area of the map, which is up the Caribbean, I guess. Yeah, and visit all the islands. And it, it is really liberating and it's, it's great fun. So um, if you've never done it, it could be worth giving it a go. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we've we've had a bit of a relaxing time over the the Christmas and uh, into the January here, um, but we'll we'll be back to the history in much more detail in the new year, and um, we'll see if we've got any new ideas coming through as well. So listen out for those. So if you fancy getting hold of a copy, uh, you can play it on uh, Unity. You can only play on the next gen consoles, so you'd need an Xbox One or a PS4. Uh, Black Flag, you can still play on an Xbox or a PS3. Mm-hmm. You can get a version for that and a version for the Xbox One and f- PS4. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't had a go, try. And you can also pick up the Assassin's Creed first ones, dirt cheap in shops now. If you want to have a trip back to the uh, 
the Holy Land. Hmm. So that's it for me. And that's it for me. Thank you.